Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hey guys, welcome back to Mojo Sports NBA show. I'm Kat Fanto, your host, and tonight I'm joined by Riley and our new panelist, Hannah. So with that, I'm going to go straight into the warm-up, and we're going to talk about Hannah. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Why you not that? Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're going to start with letting our listeners know what is your connection to basketball and you know, what's brought you onto this podcast. Um, so my connection with basketball is just I was just playing with my friends and they wanted me to join in the rep team. So I just started playing basketball with them and then um, started to fall in love with the game and wanted to take it more seriously. So joined the rep side and everything like that. Um, and then obviously that came with state. I uh, didn't make a state team, but um, just kept working harder at the gym and stuff. And then just recently, uh, this is my first season in NBL One East, so um, which is good. Got um, NBL One Player of the Week a couple weeks ago, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, that's that's really my connection, just because I love the game. I love it. I love that you're a part of NBL One as well, because that is something I am also very passionate about and with this next segment might even touch on a little bit as well um but who's your favorite basketball team nba nbl anyone everyone all of them it is golden state at the moment um i know we lost game one but i called we're gonna lose game one so um yeah so hopefully hopefully we can get game two but yeah it is golden state and do you have an nbl team that you love oh or, yeah, but or try to follow. Yeah, I kind, I kind of, no, I didn't really follow it religiously this year, but um, yeah, it just changes per season. Depends on where the players go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, we have another. That means we have two Golden State fans now in this panel. If if Shelley was here tonight, I think she'd be pretty happy to hear that as well. Um, you can but tell. with that. We're going to jump into all ball. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? MVP Shaquille O'Neal. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry Bird. Magic. Red hot here. An incredible shot by LeBron James. Jordan with two seconds to go. Puts it up and scores at the buzzer. My mentality was to go out and win at any cost. He said, I'm going to show you. Nobody will ever work as hard as I work. Yeah. All right. So this one in particular makes me really excited because it combines everything that I love, including my hometown, Adelaide 36s, NBL, NBA. We're talking about Josh Giddy. With the sixth pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Josh Giddy. From Ooh. Melbourne, Australia, and the NBA Global Academy wow. in Canberra, Australia. 
He gets the rebound, he passes the ball, and when defenses kind of slack off of him, he makes you pay the price for it. And to wear him down as Giddy crosses over. And catches in! He's got the record! 11 double-doubles, a rookie mark in Thunder history for the 18-19 year old from Australia. So, oh, I just love it. Um, I want to talk at the same time about the like NBL and the Next Stars program and just how NBL and NBA have come together. And having, you know, you guys playing in Big V Championship and NBL 1 and the rest of our panel as well, I think it's really good to talk about this because it kind of is a connection. Um, so he ends up being drafted number six, which... When he first went into the draft, everyone thought he was going to be a lottery pick. And he's pretty much just proven everyone wrong. I love this for him. And I love that he chose NBL and that he was drafted to Adelaide 36ers, my hometown, my team, who I love so much. Anyone who knows me knows how much I love Adelaide 36ers. I'm like a sad fan. Um, really was excited to see Josh Giddy play as well. Um, I was lo- locked down in Melbourne at the time, but they came to the NBL Blitz. So I did actually get to see him play. I couldn't even go home at that time. But what I kind of, before we talk about like what he's done, I guess I'll ask you, Hannah, because you're, you're playing NBL one. Um, so what do you think is like, what do you think about the, the choice of choosing NBL instead of college? Um, I think it's, like a good idea to transition through that way because you already are starting to get the professional lifestyle um, if you can have enough money and all that sort of thing to – but because you're around, like, you know, training 24-7 games, um, strength coaches and everything like that. And I guess you get that at college as well, but with, um, you know, travelling with the team, I think it's more of a closer knit to the NBA and how that works. Um College is great. I still think college is a good route, but yeah, I I, would, I like the NBL. How a couple like Lamelo Ball's gone through it as well. I think it's a good route to take. Yeah. Riley, what do you think as well? Do you, would you agree with that? Do you think that it definitely improved his skills? Like when you see how Josh Giddy first started coming into NBL and then you know went all the way to number six pick. Mm. Yeah. Well, just want to point out that he is a Melbourne boy. He wasn't doesn't live in Adelaide. He played for Adelaide 36ers, but he was a Melbourne boy. Um, He was actually in my, um, like we both finished juniors in the same year. I didn't watch a lot of him when I was in juniors, but I obviously heard about him and heard that he was the next player to watch. And he was very hyped up around, especially in under 18s, he just really blossomed. And there was actually a footage of him getting a buzzer beater for Vic uh, in the 18 championships, under 18 championships, he got a buzzer beater and, like, that was playing throughout Basel Victoria for, like, months after after he hit it. So we all knew in Victoria that he was a talent. Um, yeah. But I think uh, NBL is just another pathway. If you're not maybe academically wanting to get necessarily a degree or get part of an education, going through the NBL one, uh, NBL um really helps really helps grow your career against veterans and players that have played for years as opposed to a bunch of other rookies playing college together and it showed in his season like what the stat in his weaknesses was 
ball handling, shot creation, assertiveness, outside shooting, on-ball defense, and athleticism. That was his weaknesses going into the draft. That's what someone pointed out, which is basically the whole game of basketball. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he's proven everyone wrong. And as a result, you know, he's become a really good player for OKC. And he's proven a lot of haters wrong. Yeah, I actually love that the most. I love that because I know just all the discussions that I was having um, with, like, even other NBL1 players um, and then just fans, they at one point were like, he's not going to go that far in the draft, Mm -hmm. this, that, and the other. And then, yeah, he just grew. And then he's become the youngest player in both NBL and NBA to get a triple-double as well. Mm -hmm. So And then made it to um, All-Star. Yeah. Weekend as well. So I'm like, how much better, really, how much more can you prove to everybody that you were definitely going to do it properly? Um, I guess my next question is, do you think that he went to the right team in the NBA? Either one of you can jump in. Um, Well, I think so. I think they're such a young core and him with Shay, Shay, Gilgis Alexander really works well. I think they work well together. I think they complement each other. I think they still need to build around that team. Obviously, they finish quite low and they get the second pick in the draft. So I'll be interested to see what they do with that. Um, my brother's a mad OKC fan, so I know he's really wanting Chet to go pick two. But um, I know that they're going to get a big because that's what their weakness is. But building around him is probably key and Shay and trying to keep them together. Um, but he says he's a shooting guard, but he's only got 12.5 points per game in 31 minutes per game. So I think maybe he needs to work on his shot. If OKC is the right team to build that, I think they are. And he obviously needs to improve his three-point shot, um, which is what a lot of rookies need to work on anyway. One thing I definitely can say about him, though, is that he can pass. Mm. Like, he knows where to feed the ball, where he knows where people are. Like some of the, like we saw that though, I felt like that came out more towards the end of the NBL season. So seeing that going into the NBA, then they had his chance. Like he's, yeah, he's done really well with that. I think even LeBron James, I was watching something, LeBron James even mentioned it um, when talking about him when they played him, said the same thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I I hope that next, I feel like next season he will just improve greatly. Like, I really think he's going to do really well. And like touching on when you're talking about him, um, everyone in Melbourne knowing who he is, I know that he worked with uh, Daryl McDonald, DMAC as well before that, before coming into Adelaide 36s. And they, even Adelaide 36s kind of built the team where they, they brought in imports to be like a mentor. Yeah. to him but then once he started playing like they realized they didn't even really need that like he was just <laughs> already doing his own thing yeah so yeah. yeah I do I do love seeing what he's doing I love that I know he's from Melbourne but I'm just still gonna keep claim putting it. on the fact yeah well that's what Adelaide people do because <laughs> right, we need to claim we need to claim something you know before I think before that we had um Terrence Ferguson he played he was playing for Adelaide, oh. going to NBA as well. So, you know, we get excited about this kind of stuff. We need to claim it. We need to take it. That jersey's still selling, by the way. That giddy jersey, like, it's still going up. It's, it's, everyone's still buying it from Adelaide. Oh. Um, 
but yeah, well, I'm very excited to see what's going to come from him for sure. I guess do you guys have anything else to add to that? Yeah, just just his intelligence and feel for the game at such an early age. Um, and like his passing ability is like crazy. Um, he sees stuff and he, you know, he sees it before it even happens, which is, you know, something that like a lot of veterans do have and they don't get that until they've played in the league for quite some time, which is like amazing to have such an, like an Australian guy over there that will lead um, younger generations through. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because what was he, 18 going in? Yeah, I think so. Because I think we signed him at 17. Mm. Um, so, yeah, if you can do that already, if you can learn, I feel like if you're that age and you can already learn that well yeah, and, and grow that quickly at that age, then yeah. you can just imagine what's going to happen in like five years' time or like just with every season that he plays with like these people as well. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it. I can't wait to see what's happening. Josh, you know, if you hear this, we are all very excited for you. And we hope, you know, we get to see you do more. But let's go into our next segment with the match. The most anticipated match in history, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. All right. So we're going to talk, we're going to do it a little bit differently tonight. Um, we're talking about Clay Thompson and Tyler Harry, but we're going with game six, Clay and bubble Tyler. <laughs> Riley, I'm going to start with you with um, your matchup with this yeah. one. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, if Shelly was here, I'm sure she would be absolutely over the moon with uh, when we're talking about Clay Thompson, let alone... Game six, Clay Thompson. Yeah. I'm sure Celtics do not want to get to a game six because they will fear this man. Um, He averages in his 12 game sixes, he averages 20 points, four rebounds and one and a half assists. He's obviously just a clutch player that can play and we all know he can play, but he gets just to a different level. He dropped 44 points in 2016 in his game six against OKC. Oh, my God. Like, just crazy stuff. Yeah. And then 2018, he dropped 35 points with nine of them being threes. Which is, so he's definitely got a switch in him. <laughs> oh, definitely. He wants to win that game, wants to win that championship. That's probably why they're so successful. Um, and then Tyler Hero in the bubble dropped 37 in a game four and 21 in the other game four. So he's just as clutch, <laughs> obviously a younger player, but yeah, has a lot to prove. And that was in the bubble. So we're going a few years back, but that's, I think it's a good matchup because it's specific on the one games. <laughs> it's specific on like the bubble and the game six yeah. and seeing how they can be clutch and how they can, uh, dominate games when they want to. Hannah, what do you think it is about the bubble that made particular players do better? Because he, I feel like he wasn't the only person that kind of had a better season in the bubble. As a, as a player, like what do you think that the bubble has something to do with it, like less distractions or anything like that? I did read um, that because there wasn't the crowd and that behind them, 
they were able to their shooting or everyone's shooting percentage went um better like improved because obviously they didn't have the distractions behind the backboard and the ring and stuff um but I don't know I feel like once the crowd and the atmosphere gets gets pumping it kind of like not eggs you on but like hypes you up inside and you just want to like perform and you know I feel like players were still able to keep more level-headed um in the bubble though since they didn't have people yelling at them on the sideline and you know, not that they should be getting involved in that, but sometimes it does trigger certain players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think there was like a lot of less distraction, and they could probably zone in a bit more. But I'm sure they missed the crowd and their fans. I don't. If I was playing, I feel like that would be more incentive for me to have a crowd. I mean, either way. But yeah, just that's what the NBA is about. The NBA is a show at the same yeah. time. You know, so it definitely would be a whole different. It'd be like being at a practice match every day, but you're actually fighting for the championship. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd have the fans for sure, but yeah, it would have been a hard championship to win, which is why the Lakers won it. Obviously, we were too good. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna put it down to that: the fact that they had to do it for Kobe. It had to be won no matter what by them in that particular year. Yeah, I agree. They didn't have that. Yeah. I'm mad or I'm still mad. I'm mad now this year because of this season. But you know. We don't talk about this season. But yeah, we don't talk about it. We can't. <laughs> we just it's it's not my time. I'm wearing a Lakers top two in this too, of course. But um I don't know. What do you think it is about like what do you think happened with Tyler like after the bubble? Do you like where do you think it kind of went wrong after that? Either of you. <laughs> I think I think the bubble kind of highlighted the players that weren't really being highlighted so I don't know if you all remember TJ Warren he went absolutely off in that bubble uh Devin Booker went crazy in the bubble that was without CP3 as well um Damian Lillard went off again in the bubble we all know his talent but yeah always all these players went off in the bubble and it kind of created this hype so they got new contracts and they were getting you know more money and I think Tyler Hero then went back to crowds and big stadiums with yeah, like with the court in the center stage, and he kind of just fell away. He obviously won six man of the year this year, so he can play. Um, but he he hasn't necessarily lived up to the hype maybe that the bubble gave him, and the bubble maybe gave him a spotlight that he can't produce again and again and again. Um, but yeah, I think Tyler Hero has proven himself obviously winning six man of the year this year. And being really important for the heat. Um, but what do you guys think? I have actually been, it's funny today, I was when I was looking into this more, and it's made me laugh a little bit, but some people have put it down to him having a child <laughs> that changed his game. And it made me just think how people are quick to to blame that in a lot of areas. Mm. Um, I personally don't obviously there's a lot more stress and everything when you've got a family to think about, but we see in people like Steph Curry, how that can motivate you. Like LeBron James, like everything, you know what I mean? It's all these kind of players. Um, I, yeah, I think he has had, from what I've read, a lot of stuff going on outside the game, Hmm. which hopefully, although today as we record this podcast, something has actually come out about him and his partner. I don't know if it's true. It's one, another, you know, 
controversial story to say all the dramas coming back out again so hopefully so now I'm thinking I hope that this does not affect the next season if this Mm. is the case um if if all this is actually what's happening because yeah I would like to see him basically be like the person that he was in the bubble like just to kind of be even better especially and we're going to talk about this in the next segment anyway with how close they came again yeah so, like, you know, we need them to kind of stand out. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully on the opposite, will we, we'll probably see a game six for the Warriors. Mm. So I feel like we're going to see Clay do his thing again. Hopefully. If I'm so careful with my words, though, like I'm so careful with what I'm saying because we're still, we're still in it. So by the time this comes out, it's all happened. Yeah. But. I really, yeah, we'll leave that to Shelley next week <laughs> to talk about that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's, with that, though, going on that, we'll go into our next segment um, so we can talk about Miami Heat in rapid fire. Hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right. So, again, I feel like we've seen Jimmy Butler carry this team. So, Mario Heat, like, what do you guys think? They came so close again. What do you think they need to improve on going into next season? Like, do you think that they need to trade someone they need to bring in a new player what are your thoughts on that Hannah I'm gonna start with you oh I don't know um I used to actually go for Miami Heat religiously when um Dwayne Wade and that were playing in there so like way back but yeah I I don't know what's happened with them they've um yeah just just fallen short every time and I, I can't really figure out why they are though so yeah not too sure on that one Riley, do you think that Jimmy Butler needs some help? Yeah, I think he does. Um, No one really helped him in that last game and he was pretty gassed. Uh, Last week I think I mentioned that I didn't love the shot he took. I still don't love it. I'm watching a lot of different opinions on it, obviously on TikTok, and I still don't like the shot. (laughs) Um, But Bam didn't play that well in the final series. Tyler Hero was injured. Um, came back for the last game but only played like five minutes from memory and didn't play all that great, obviously coming off that injury. I thought it was interesting, um, Duncan Robinson, not getting any court time this year. He obviously hasn't played very well, but there were some situations where they needed the three and he was on the bench and Jimmy Butler was on the court. Jimmy Butler scored like 18% from three. I would rather Duncan Robinson in those situations when you're like two seconds, three points down him on the court. Um, so that was maybe a coaching decision that I thought was a bit odd. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they need to be like drastic and change things because they lost. I think there was a lot of situations to why they lost that um, game against the Celtics and it wasn't a blowout. It was a close series, but um, what do you think, Pat? I want to know, though, what are they going to do with Duncan Robinson? Because when you're paying so high for these contracts, then you're just putting this player on the bench. Given as the Lakers. You know, they could do that. That's a good idea. 
you know, the Lakers can take anybody at this point. I don't just I just need people that want to win to play for the Lakers. Maybe that under the my, age of 30. Um and um, yeah, I mean I'm a little bit insulted by that, but that's it. No, I'm just kidding. Um but it's, it's pretty much what it means. <laughs> that's pretty much what they need to do. But yeah, I just think when you've got you've got like this player just sitting there on the bench when there's opportunities, there's there was moments in the game, there's mo like you just pointed out, there's moments when he could have been playing. And I and I wonder too, like when you're paying someone that much, like it's coming under your like your budget for like signing new players and things like that. So like, what exactly are they doing with him? That's mm. what I would like to know. Like, what we're going to see from there because they do have, like, I do think they need maybe just one more player. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I said, not not drastic, like just a small change, just someone else to come in. Like they can't have just one particular person that's completely gas at the end of these finals like if they make it again and to the point where he's not even going to pass the ball or go in like he's going to try and shoot this three in a rush just to try and you know tie it which would have been awesome if he did honestly like I can get it it would have been the hero shot for sure um but yeah like I want to know what they're doing with their bench players too because they've pretty much almost got it did and I think I felt like if they did win if they did beat Boston they would have a pretty good chance maybe mm. to go because they like that was a harder court series in my opinion the Eastern Conference Finals I felt like that would they were harder games to win mm. um so it just would have been good to see, an interesting matchup when they came up against the Warriors but it would have been but yeah. they also they they do have a really good development system. Like, I think what Tyler Hero was drafted. I don't know if he was drafted quite low. Jimmy Butler wasn't drafted that high. Max Stress was, I think, undrafted. Um, they haven't dropped. Like, they have got. I saw this stat the other way, and that all their draft picks were quite like late or undrafted, and they've built this whole core around all these players. And I think it's um quite impressive the system that they do have so I don't think they I don't think maybe Kyle Lowry fits in exactly where they want to go I don't know if they keep him or get rid of him I don't see him necessarily fitting and winning them a championship yeah um but I don't really know where they go from here I do agree they need one more star maybe a guard to help Jimmy Butler rather than a big I think Bam is quite a good big already yeah they just need an extra bit of help to like finish off the team that they've they've got something going there mm. but I'm gonna quickly ask to finish this off I feel like I already know the answer but who's your favorite Miami Heat player of all time across like across all the times Ooh. you can go first right oh I love um Dwayne Wade I, I loved his whole like last dance uh trip in his last season, yeah, and I loved when he fell on the fell on the um, top, and like he's like, oh, I'm getting too old for this or something. It was just funny, and I think he's got quite a personality. Um, but also, Shaq was on the Heat momentarily, wasn't he? And I do love Shaq on any team, really. I mean, it's Shaq, so yeah, yeah we love him on everything. He's like, whatever team he's been on, it's probably like my he's my favorite for that team most of the time. Yeah, yeah. As I said before, mine's probably Dwayne Wade as well. 
I looked up to him a lot when I was um, first starting to play basketball. So, yeah, just watching him and how he read the game, I was like, oh, like I, that's how I kind of played my game when I was younger. So, yeah, probably him. Yeah, I don't think when it comes to, like, when I when you do think Miami, you do instantly, you think about Dwayne Wade for sure. And then just him, like, since he's retired as well, I love to follow. Yeah, Like, he, like he is. He's a great personality. And then he's got the most amazing wife, like, just them as a family. Like, their whole family is awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, his last season and everything like that, I remember, like, watching all of that and everything he was coming out with. Mm. But, yeah. And the, and the jersey swaps, they were really cute yes oh that was so cute that was good I forgot all about that and like he did it for every do you think that Jimmy Butler is setting up to be like the next you know Dwayne Wade he's definitely the face of that level of like favoritism of like you know what I mean yeah he's definitely the face of the heat right now you would think you thought Bam would have been before Jimmy Butler was there, but no, he's definitely the face of the Miami Heat and he's the yeah. one that they're building the team around. Um, he's not that great in regular season, but he definitely performs and shows his worth come finals time and playoff yeah. time. We like finals, Jimmy, mm. for sure. Maybe that's who we should have had in the matchup <laughs> too. That's probably the next one we've got to do. <laughs> well... We're still at this time in the middle of playoffs as well. So we're going to, again, see what's coming up. But Hannah, thank you for joining us tonight for your first podcast. I hope that you survived okay. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, so we'll be back next week. Bye. See ya. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.